Kuya's Logs, September 13, 13, Jesus, September 13, 2020, right, I'm gonna make sure I, I release this on a regular basis, else I'm gonna forget why I did this in the first place, um, which is basically to document shit, and, you know, just as a way for me to create my own diary, blah, 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 hi, how are you? <laughs> I uh I I would say like I had a week of returns I think when was the last time I I recorded this I think it was around 2 weeks ago probably 2 weeks ago uh Jesus I'm actually checking my shit right 11 days ago was the last one so you know a little bit over 2 weeks or a little bit over a week um yeah, I would say this was a, a week of returns. So I guess I, the first thing that happened is I think I started, I started doing yoga as a, as a way of, um, like, managing or as a way of of physically therapizing. I don't know how the fuck do you turn that into a verb? As a physical therapy for uh, for my ankles. Actually, no, not really my ankles. It's more for my back because I remember doing the physical therapy for my ankles. And as I was doing that, my back slowly, or rather my, my sciatica, slowly gave out. So uh, the, if you're not familiar, sciatica is the nerve that connects from the, like the lower back up to the big toe, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, so that eventually gave out and realized that, you know, um, when we went to the doctor, the, the doctor said, it's like, yeah, you, you're, bas- you're basically pinching your back, your lower back because of the the way you sit. So, uh, young uns who are uh, listening to me right now, fix your posture because <laughs> I'm uh, I work in front of confu- computers. But in reality, like who the fuck doesn't work in front of a computer nowadays? Right. I mean, you know, aside from the blue collar jobs. But uh, yeah, so um, I, I worked as a developer, as a software developer. So like a majority of my time was uh, in front of the computer. And then when I would go home, play games again in front of a computer. So there's a lot of sitting. Um, and then eventually that led me to like change my habits of um just as you know i i remember like when we were still at the office remember offices <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'm not using a pop filter today so i'm sorry if like the the wind will like blow into the mic but uh yeah i remember like whenever I would work into the office it would probably take me around like for every two hours of sitting i would spend 30 minutes of just standing up so it doesn't I don't have to be walking around although mostly I walked around just you know to stretch the legs you go to the restroom or yeah but you know sometimes it would just be like you know I'm in front of my desk and then me standing up and then you know just standing up or um I would kneel on my office chair you know I would I would put my legs just through the where the armrest uh hole is and I would just kneel, you know, uh, on the office chair. So uh, that helped me kind of stabilize the back a little bit. And um, at the same time, I was still doing physical therapy for my uh, leg, uh, for my for my ankle um, or my feet, which is just basically a lot of balancing, a lot of like uh, stretching the, the ankle uh, by doing like, um, you know, you, you move your feet. Uh, forwards and backwards and then left and right and then when i realized because whenever my sciatica would act up i would do like um, my friend called it the piriformis stretch i thought it, i think it was uh in the yoga terms it's like the eagle stretch i don't know i don't know what the fuck it's the one where you do like the you put your your left ankle up in in a kind of like a figure four if you're familiar with wrestling um you put your your ankle up and then you rest your knee um, on that ankle and then you push towards you so in effect it's like you're you're pushing your your ankle is like the fulcrum 
and then you're actually stretching out your hips you know um but uh, yeah <laughs> and i realized hey this is just like a yoga so i searched um uh, a yoga a yoga regime regime resume 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 or a yoga program there we go so <laughs> so i searched for that and I searched for the one that I like, and then I found out that, you know, because of what uh, I watch wrestling a lot, and there's this guy called Damon Dallas Page, and a lot of the wrestlers swear by his program, which is the DDP Yoga. Um, it's basically yoga, but instead of, like, the warrior uh, one pose, you, you get, like, the road warrior named after, you know, the road warriors or, like, the figure four leg logs and, and stuff like that. So it, it kind of added, like, a little bit of that flavoring for me just to make sure that i'm not you know uh doing normal yoga it's just a little bit of thing just to get you interested and uh yeah so so i i kept on doing that um last year um but then because of the how the covid thing i decided to it, because it was on and off uh because of how busy i was and because of now right with the covid thing I made it a point to do it like every day. And yeah, it was actually part of uh this this thing that I've been doing, you know, just to preserve my mental health. Um I don't know why I did that voice. But anyway, um just to preserve the mental health and and my psychiatrist kind of recommended to me is to basically get into a habit. You know, and she didn't say this per se, but this is how I took it, right? When you're stuck your when you're when you yourself are stuck in a bad place, like you're lazy you know let's let's try not something like super drastic right like you're lazy you're feeling tired you don't want to do it it is easier in your mind to stay in that habit so that's why forming new habits is really hard that's why it's really hard to do to break you know the, from to break those uh yeah habits or those lazy habits right so you you need to be aware that it is very uncomfortable to, to start something such as doing a, an exercise resume and you will do it mentally um, or subconsciously. So it's very hard to break out of it and you have to kind of like will yourself to do it. And if you find yourself forcing yourself to do it, maybe like, ah, I got to do it. There are some times where you're, you're going to have to do that, but you really need to find your why though. Like for me, I have to do it because uh you know i i have to um build a habit i have to build a consistent habit uh, a very productive fulfilling habit and at the same time i needed that whenever i'm always at a low point in my life exercise was my key to to bring myself up why is that because when you're feeling right depressed or sad or something you need you need little wins to, to sustain yourself to to make sure um because your your head's stuck in a rut you need those little wins to make sure that hey you know you can accomplish shit too right you can you can do stuff and you can succeed too even though it's it's like a little thing and exercise has always been that thing for me because if you keep doing it if you keep pushing it you can eventually see the results Right, such as getting thinner, feeling more energetic, and 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 stuff like that. So, so that was my always my why. That was always my my motivator, you know. And at the same time, you know, the 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 additional motivator of uh, you got to do this or your hips will fuck up again. You got to do this or your back will fuck up again. Your your legs will fuck up again. So it got me to to a point where and I had to get serious. And right now, I mean, the, these past few days or past few weeks, I can kind of see it. Like, you know, not, I'm not going to say the abs are coming back because <laughs> they maybe are not abs. Maybe they're just ribs. But the, the lines are definitely showing. And if I bend myself to the left or to the right, you can kind of see the oblique, the, the Vs, quote unquote, um, just a little bit. And yeah, it is just it is just amazing, you know, just to see like the weeks of returns and you know if you're out there listening you know um i, I saw this fucking good ass quote right when you plant a seed i'm sorry again if you keep hearing like the pops and the filters i just forgot to like put the pop filter in here pop 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i forgot to do the i forgot to 
put in the pop filter so i'm sorry for like any plosives i'm just gonna face away from the mic whenever i, I see i caught myself but yeah um when you plant for flowers right you don't you don't dig it up every time just to check hey are you growing right so you should treat self-improvement like that just keep working just keep working and keep working and the worst thing that you can do is stop right you can go as slow as you want or you can go as fast as you want but make sure you keep up the pace and make sure you set the pace the according pace because if you go too fast you'll burn out if you go too slow you'll get bored so you need to find that you know level of pace and you need to change the mentality of like oh i'm com- i'm uncomfortable you know and i'm sorry i'm i'm sounding like a like a guru <laughs> like a self-improvement guru right now but that's how i approached um this week you know if if you listen to me like before the the recording before you know um that was me being happy and, and stuff like that but this what i'm talking right now was the work behind it right um but yeah so uh you gotta you gotta just keep doing it and you don't have to question it you just gotta go right just do it don't let your memes be dreams <laughs> but uh yeah so right this week was a week of returns and i could see that with with like my body and and stuff like that i'm, I'm just getting thinner um I think I'll, I I got to the point wherein I was probably college weight. Um, not so much though. Like after college weight, because after college weight I was like a hundred and fifty ish pounds. Um, I'm 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 right now at a hundred and fifty two. Um, college weight for me was like around a hundred and forty, and I'm planning to go to high school weight, which is a hundred and thirty. Um, and I have, I kind of have to do it because again of the, of that, of, of my, uh, my problems and at the same time my gout because my gout is triggered by my cholesterol and you need to lessen the fat or you need to work out to lessen the cholesterol as well as, you know, drink, you know, lots of shit. So this is me in my 26, no, sorry. This is me at 27. So again, younguns, right? Don't take your youth for granted. And I'm not I'm not speaking as an old guy. I'm speaking as a young guy who's turning old. So be careful. Um but uh, yeah, so just like the weeks of returns and aside from that, like I've been doing I've been practicing mindfulness meditation. So yeah, I'm really going to sound like a like a guru right now. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, so basically mindfulness meditation is just meditating because there's multiple types of meditation as, I, as I've learned. And all of this comes, all of this originated, you know, because I went to a psychiatrist. I went and, and got checked up and then she recommended me some stuff such as, you know, uh, sleeping at a, at a regular time as well as, yeah, doing, doing the mindfulness shit. So uh yeah, mindfulness meditation is basically from from what it sounds is being mindful of yourself. And that is the core philosophy, right? Of being mindful of your emotions, of your thought process because especially when we are in a in a high stress scenario, um we we tend to just go, right? We just we tend to just do and muscle reflexes, um, habits, and, and stuff like that just to keep us going, especially when we're on adrenaline, when we don't have really much time to think, we just kept going, right? And sometimes that can lead us to a dangerous path. And if not, it can lead us to like a very stressful moment because our, our mind is just like 150%. And again, if you listen to like uh, the previous ep- the previous episode, um, I got, you know, I, I was into a lot of shit. Again, I don't know. If I've discussed this, I've actually forgot <laughs> if I uh, if I discussed this beforehand. But basically, um, I, as a way for me to calm myself down, because mindfulness meditation, it's not going to make you calmer. It's not going to make you like one with the universe or it's not going to make you um, suddenly have this unlimited patience to deal. I'm, I still have a short fuse. I still get angry very quickly. But uh, yeah. So what it's going to give you is it's going to give you a chance to breathe and a chance to reset to zero so that you know how like there's post-not clarity 
for guys out there. You know, like if you're gonna make a big decision, jack it off. <laughs> just, just let one out there. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, and then that moment of like that, that probably like a half a minute or like a one minute, just, just where your mind is just, whoosh, where your mind is just blank. Um, yeah, mindfulness meditation is a way for you to to achieve that without nutting. You know, um, yeah. So so I tried it originally with like an app, um, Headspace. But what I found out with an app, again, you might you in in case that you want to try it, you know, you might like it. I didn't, right? It's this guided meditation shit, where you you know it always starts with like a somber music, like or, or something like that, or something uplifting, and then there's like guitars. Ding, or something like that and then um there's always this british guy who's who's fucking telling you um remember that you are walking into the forest breathe in and breathe out and then stuff like that and uh you know people people like that work um but for me because i have a again you know you might be you you might it might work for you, especially if you like have like an anxious mind. So you need something concrete or like a voice to latch your thought process into. Um, but for me, because I'm always very self self reflective, and I'm always I'm always very um, what was that, questioning or whatever. I'm like, calm. Remember to calm yourself down. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, no. Who the fuck? Did, well, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, why am I gonna follow you? So like, I I ended up fighting the voice. Right. So what I did is I searched what is the most basic form of uh, mindfulness meditation. And simply put, you put in a timer. I started with 10, but right now I think I'm at 15 and I'm probably going to increase it to 20 because sometimes it it uh, you're not ready to go out yet. But because of the alarm, it pushes you out. Um, but yeah, so 15 is where I'm at. But if you want to start, go with 10. So set an alarm. Uh, turn everything off. I don't like, you know, the ones with the music. I like just listening to the environment. Um, and then close your eyes. Find a way for you to relax. You know, sit without being uncomfortable. Because some people would do like the Indian seat with their le- legs crossed. Um, I necessarily don't like that. In fact, I like a certain variation of that wherein my legs are crossed, but they're not completely lying on top of each other so that it wouldn't hurt. Um yeah so just something very comfortable but not enough for you to sleep so if you want to do it lying down i would suggest without a pillow or with a pillow if you're if you're one of those who don't sleep with a pillow um just so you have that little level of discomfort so that you wouldn't just you know drift to sleep and then again your choice close your eyes i i tend to close my eyes so that i don't have like any visual distractions um and then for that 10 minutes just concentrate on breathing normally, right? You don't have to do like a, you don't have to do that, right? Just breathe normally, but observe how you breathe. Always look at how you breathe. If, if you if you want to go on easy mode, count your breath. Um, one, two, three, visualize it and, and, you know, just count your breath or like notice how you're breathing and just keep on doing that until eventually... Um, you'll find yourself not counting anymore and just, you know, observing the environment. And if you want to take it a step further, how I do it, um, I would, if you're familiar with like 3D games, um, yeah, uh, just, uh, make, you know, look at yourself as if you were like on a, on a 3D game, (laughs) third person, third person camera. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking like, have I? talked about this before because i feel like i've talked about this before in, in the previous podcast but uh yeah i'm sorry you know you can you can probably skip this part but yeah so just just there just fucking 10 minutes of that and if you find yourself like thinking hmm, maybe i should you know do something later maybe i should like um do my homework or, or play this game later um go back to focusing on your breathing because the point there is to always to be focused on the present and how you feel on the present not not making plans and not looking back um yeah so you know 
Um, and that's a good way for you to, to go into uh, the default state or probably like the zero state. And then it is essentially just a calming uh, meditation. So I did that to because um, the reason why I did that is because I always find myself, whenever I find myself on autopilot, that again is, are the bad habits or probably just the habits uh, working their magic again. And uh, yeah, so uh, what I what I watch what I listened to this podcast, I'll probably link it um, when I when I post the shit. But uh, yeah, when whenever you do like uh, habits, there's always um, three parts of the habit. It's the action. Oh wait, no, the trigger that performs the action that gives you the reward. So sometimes it starts with like the reward like you're you're looking for something and then it then then that triggers you into doing it so that you can get that something right so let's say example like if you're hungry right um what is the what is the trigger you are hungry and then you go eat and then you feel full right so sometimes it doesn't start like that sometimes you want to feel full because and then you eat but you're not necessarily hungry so what does that mean and then you get into the the you know the well how do you say that like the bits and pieces or like the 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 inner machinations i don't know what the fuck the the ins and hows there we go uh the ins and outs of like stress eating right then you might find yourself oh i'm actually i'm not really hungry i'm just actually stressed um, and then, you know, so mindfulness meditation helps with that. I'm sorry. This is not a self-help podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that and I've, I've generally like listed my, uh, goals, like example, after this, I'm, I'm actually going to try and write a script, um, based on what I'm actually going to talk about later. Um, and if it sounds like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting like, oh, I'm hippy dippy, you know, um, it's calm, whatever. Uh, wait until later, <laughs> cause uh, yeah, that that one's a that one's a ride. Um, so other than that, what else did I do? I uh, watched Ray Kroc, uh, the founder. You know, the the one that started the the McDonald's. So it, I actually like got. It 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 actually got in. You know, I'm I'm actually interested in like documentaries or like how things started and then stuff like that. So, this this was up in my wheelhouse. Um, and then I I realized it's like, why did Ray Kroc found it and where did the McDonald's name came from? Because I always thought it was like from the the nursery rhyme, of like old McDonald, right? Old McDonald had a farm, and the uh yeah yeah yo. And and the uh, sorry again, and the uh, the when when we found out, I don't know. Spoiler warning, probably, but uh, later found out that the that it actually started actually started as with the McDonald brothers. There are two McDonald brothers. I think it was Dick and the uh, I forgot the other name, but uh. Yeah, and then they were the one who actually created the fast food system. They were the one who actually like pioneered a lot of these shit, and and they were all about like keeping like the the restaurant integrity. That's why when they ventured into franchising, they found out that you know um, a lot of the quality would lose because it w- they weren't as hands on um, as the original brothers were. The the managers of those franchises. Um, locations were you know i guess this is the reason why in and out has like a few franchises as of now but uh yeah and then here comes ray Kroc, you know who was this um failed salesman and he sees like the future of this the future of fast food the future of 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 that and then just fucking steals it he just outright fucking steals everything Right and and how he does it and and what he does I'm gonna leave it like very blank so that you can you know you can w- watch how he does it or you can fucking probably read up but just the fucking gall right to steal it and steal it from underneath you know the brothers just 
wow, just fucking they're ruthless people. But, you know, because of that, you can now eat a quarter pounder, <laughs> you know, from where you are, wherever you're listening. Seven billion fed daily. I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's fucking ruthless. And, and I like the fact that they didn't hide, right? They didn't hide how how ruthless he was because, you know, it, it didn't look good. Um, especially when you're talking about like the founder, um, like example for like uh, what movie was that? The uh, the uh, social network. You know, you can still kind of see that Jesse Eisenberg's uh, Mark Zuckerberg, um, he was still kind of an asshole, but the the level of ha- asshole that he was is because of his. Right, he was still kind of in the right at some places. Maybe except the one where he fucked over. Um, what was that guy's name? Uh, the one where, where Andrew Garfield played him. Right, he fucked that guy over. But then again, the guy was also kind of using, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So it was kind of like still within the gray area. Um. But uh, yeah. So, but this one is just no no holds barred. Rick Rock was a fucking asshole, but he's an asshole who gave you the fucking McNuggets, right? So you you can't say shit too much about him. Um, but yeah, Jesus, I just can't like the level the level of of uncertainty, the level of like ruthlessness that that guy did. Which is just it's it's evil, but it's genius, right? And if you could put that that evilness into something good, uh, that that genius into something good, that was maybe this is why like corporations are sucking up, you know, everything that's good in the world, huh? Maybe that's the reason why, <laughs> because all of the geniuses are are fucking selfish as shit. I don't know, man. So from self help suddenly becomes into this fucking rant <laughs> what is happening but um yeah so i uh i recently uh watched a live like last night and way before that like i think during like a few week a few months earlier i all within this covid right i I actually watched train to busan i again i don't know if i talked about it in a previous episode but uh i like alive in a sense where in the usual zombie story right it always is like a group that goes on into like a mall or like it it is always about a group that is traveling or like that is going into a destination looking for a safe place like especially with like train to busan or it is an already established safe place being brought down collapsing into itself and then the zombies come knocking in it is always something of that note but it is always like in a group setting because I think that is like the inherent trope of like zombie movies wherein it's less actually about the zombies but more about the group and more about how the dynamics of the group are tying into each other with the added pressure of zombies, right? Because humanity is the real monster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so in Alive here, in a hashtag Alive, fucking, you could you could have just worked it. But then again, it's also part of the social media shit, right? Um, it, it stars with this kind of like gamer guy who is living in this apartment complex and then the zombies come rushing. And I originally got intrigued by it because, you know, this is like a nerd, right? Usually it's like this family man or like this, you know, um, action man. Um but here it's just a fucking nerd and and he would apply with like how nerds would do like he he actually rationed his food very efficiently and he actually tried to um stop there's only this one time but I'm, I'm I kind of forgive him because he was like drunk there's this one time where in um because voicemail is also a thing in Korea um yeah he just fucking like listens to the 
voicemail of his family who are together and and because he like slept in um they went uh, the family went away so maybe like the guys like just a shut in um but uh, yeah so he he listens to the voicemail of the family and then he listens to them just fucking being decimated by zombies or like eaten by zombies and admittedly that would be like a fucking horrifying thing to listen to right but like first of all it's like it is fucking amazing because it's like 20 days or like more over than a week right and then society is well rather the infrastructure is still kind of a-okay for that first 20 days i would like probably if like if if it happened here in the philippines i would give it a week before the infrastructure would fucking crumble down i would i would give it like a week before like all of the power lines would fucking shut down and all of the you know internet would fucking shut down but that's korea so uh maybe maybe it's better there god did you guys hear about the cancel korea? <laughs> i'm not going into that jesus christ sorry it just leapt into my mind um the cancel korea shit all right if you want to hear my opinion about that because i am a born and raised filipino <laughs> everyone's shit everyone is fucking shit all right uh filipinos like make it this like this big thing about how you know we saved them from the korean war yes that is true but you know don't be fucking like you know your your mouth agape and you're you're just fucking fanning yourself so like what is this racist shit like first of all if you're really aware of like how the world sorry again wind how the how the world fucking works against us right we're essentially just like the mexicans of the southeast asian right like <laughs> god i'm gonna be i don't know how the fuck but we're essentially like the Me- mexicans of asians right everyone hates us because we take all the jobs and then we're just we're just like we're just seen as a lesser class of people like i've seen that you know, I've I've encountered that. I've I've traveled as well. I've I've talked to people as well, and we are essentially seen as the lesser race. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just who it is. And then, and, and like, if you if you like fucking hold yourself like your mouth fucking open, like you can't fucking breathe and can't even comprehend like how racist can these fucking Koreans be? You know, maybe that's just fucking you regretting because you watch all the K dramas, you worship them. And then whatever, and then only to find out that they they couldn't care less of you, right? Um, and then at the same time, it's like, dude, come on, man, we're fucking racists too. We fucking look at like other people, like you know the, the Chinese. We we fucking like do the in chick in ching chong and, and stuff like that too, you know. So Jesus, shut the fuck up! Like, how? Why are you? You know, everyone's shit. Right, that that's my opinion. Everyone is shit. <laughs> because that's it's easy. It's easy, especially in the internet setting, especially in the Twitter or like Facebooks, right? It is easy to be an asshole because you have that wall of anonymity, right? But when you're doing it like face to face, you know, everyone's fucking nice when they're face to face. Well, like except like the truly asshole ones. But anyway, fucking Oh, that's that's my that's my five cents on it. Everyone is shit. You know, we shouldn't be surprised that ev- that that everyone in Asia thinks lowly of us. You know, hell, we we think lowly of us. You know, especially you know, um, you know the. Ah, oh, no, I'm not gonna get into that. Basically, just fucking you know, be good people, assholes. <laughs> oh God. So oh yeah, alive. <laughs> good zombie it's a good zombie shit until probably like the the last few it was actually a good premise like how are you, i thought it was mostly about how they're gonna survive as a alone because the guy was alone right but eventually um kind of like um a shut in 28 days later type of scenario wherein you know because it, it, it the the horror of zombie movies have has always been addressed right um i kind of want to see like the loneliness aspect of it um yeah anyway so into what i've actually wanted to discuss nowadays and speaking of zombies (laughs) i finished last of us 
So uh, back in the first episode, um, I I tried playing Last of Us and I kind of needed to finish it um, quickly because my dad just you know came home from uh from from the hospital and he wanted to play the PS4 because he wanted to play the Outer Worlds. Um, so I kind of finished the Last of Us um quickly, and shortly after I recorded the uh the the episode two of Kuyas. The podcast not really used to saying my name. Um, wait a minute. So uh, yeah. All right, so I fucking finished it, and and when I started playing that, when I started playing that, and and, and then I got, and then, um, I got to that scene, the golfing scene. I'm gonna try it. No, fuck it. Spoilers. Right, if you haven't played Last of Us but you want to play Last of Us, stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody like a human touch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just you know, fucking play the game and then go back to me. Um, and this and this is actually what I was trying to write a write an essay about, and then because just uh, anyway, I'll get to it. But yeah, so when I finished Ellie and then the golfing scene, and then I immediately anticipated like, oh my god they're gonna they're gonna do the reverse joel in this scene right they're gonna do the reverse joel of how they treated ellie uh i'm sorry how they treated abby so if you're not familiar uh how they treat a joel is they treat well, well at least again asterisk this is all my opinion um i could be wrong but uh how they treat a joel in in the first last of us is you know they showed you the daughter acting them acting all sweet and then whatever and then the outbreak happens and then you know the fucking daughter gets killed and and whatever and then you you get into the adventure right so almost immediately from the start of the game um joel is humanized you can relate to what happened with joel because you've been where he was so by the time Right by the time that you get into the uh the the action that he did in the end, which you might disagree with, you can kind of understand where he came from. You know, you you can kind of understand where why he made that decision, which is you know to save Ellie and thus dooming the world from having the uh, which I again I have another problem with that, like he should have let Ellie died but anyway that's another topic for discussion but anyway um yeah you can kind of understand why he did that because of what he went through and right now they they did the reverse of that with Abby wherein she does the unreasonable thing the illogical thing and the great non-greater good thing at the start which is you know killing fucking killing Joel and then they decide to humanize her by giving her the more wholesome plot, you know, the more noble plot, which is saving these kids and, and whatever. And then first of all, that's my first problem. I don't fucking buy it, right? I don't fucking buy, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, just because a person was humanized. And if you're going to teach me that, if you're going to teach me that human, that, that um, Joel cannot escape his comeuppance, Bec- even though he he was a changed man, then especially with what happened with the ending, right? How am I supposed? But let's not talk about the ending first. But how am I supposed to treat Abby in in the same way, right? Because when when Abby had the choice, when Abby had the fucking choice to forgive Joel and to let him explain his side, she didn't do it. She didn't fucking do it, right? She she put out fucking shot him in the leg and then fucking beat him into the head with a fucking golf club. So almost immediately, almost immediately, how would I treat him the same way that you would expect me to treat Joel? Or like, how would I treat her? Sorry. How would I treat Abby the same way that I would treat Joel? Despite the fact that you tried to humanize her, despite the fact that you might, she might even be in the right, right? Let's just say like that in canon, you know, because again, when I played Last of Us 1, I don't really remember shooting the fucking dad. I remember just going straight to the table and then walking away because the, the doctors didn't really do shit. But, um, yeah, and also, what the fuck? Anyway, anyway, 
I'm gonna get to that. But uh, yeah. So, so, so I don't buy it. I don't buy it because when when push comes to shove, and when he made that, when she made that choice, you know, when she had the chance, she didn't even let Joel explain. You know, why did you do it? Because I had to shave early, right? That, yeah, that's my Joel impression. Because I had to shave early. But uh, yeah. So. So yeah. So fuck you. You know, it, I don't buy that this this person can be nice. You know, and, and no, I mean, sorry, I don't buy that this person can be saved from from the same comeuppance that she didn't give Joel a chance to be saved from. Right. And then we get to the ending. <laughs> and the, no, 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 let's not let's not get to the ending, because I still have a lot more things to say about that. All right. So yeah, so so she she doesn't fucking exclude her. Doesn't fucking exclude her. And first of all, when you, when you talk about some example, right? You know the how the saying goes like even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? So even even a, an asshole of a person and, and Mel was right, you know, the preggers girl, the one who tried to run off with Rowan, she is an asshole. She is an asshole because there are person, there are people out there. There are people out there who can sorry, again for the wind, who can be nice. There are people out there who can be nice because it's what they wanted. Oh shit! I'm, I'm, I might be hitting the mic. It's what they wanted, right? They can be nice because they want to do that same thing. Why they, why Abby chose to help the kids because he want she wanted to help the kids because what she got a fucking guilty conscience. I don't know, but she wanted to do that, right? And when she didn't want to do that, such as what, letting Ling Owen go into the Santa Barbara, she didn't let him. She found a way to stop him. Right? So by bona fide, she's still a fucking asshole because she was only nice when she wanted to be nice. She was only nice when, when it was right for her to be nice. Right? Fucking. And then I'm supposed to forgive that. And I'm, I'm supposed to fucking forgive that. No way. No fucking way. So almost immediately, I'm not, I'm not sold into into Ellie. Uh, I'm not sold into Abby, right? So now let's go into the fucking ending, right? Wherein you're you're going into this, you're going into this. No, no, not even. My other problem with that is actually what my whole entire problem with The Last of Us, which is, you didn't need Joel and Ellie in this one. You didn't need. I have no problems with Abby. With, with Abby's story arc, with, with her whole entire chapter. The only problem I had with Abby, again, this is the same reason why, this is the same thing why, like, whenever I'm angry, like, let's say, you know, how people are angry with Roman Reigns back then, although right now he's kind of cool. But back then, you know, when he was being pushed to the moon despite not earning it, you know, we're not really angry at, um, you know, Joe Anoa'i, the, the person who's doing... Roman Reigns. We're not actually in even the Roman Reigns character. We're not angry at the Roman Reigns character. We're angry with how he's being written by Vince McMahon, being pushed to the moon. So same thing here. I have no problem with Abby as a character. Handling her as a character and then her as a character specifically is kind of cool in our in a writing perspective. You know? Just this fucking tough asshole who wants to do anything that she wants. She kind of wants to do, but at the same time, she's learning how to sacrifice. But she's still kind of doing it in her in her own terms, slowly realizing, and then fucking her her support system is crumbling down on her. But anyway, um, so there, there's no, no there's nothing wrong. And and as I play her chapter, as I play her chapter, I realize that you don't need the the Joel and Abby storyline. Case in point, you the whole time from start to close to the end there wasn't even any mention of Ellie and Joel right it was passing mention because you know they 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 fucking killed Joel beforehand so like when when she met with the the people that she worked with to kill Joel they kind of off mentioned like how are you before that time we went golfing <laughs> but uh but in but in terms of like affecting the plot Nothing, right? So what happens in in Abby's chapter, right? She she almost gets caught by these scars, and then the the kids save her, and then she gets a soft spot for the kids, and then she goes to Owen. I'm sorry, she goes to Owen first, and then 
and then Owen wants to go to Santa Barbara and then along the way she gets a soft spot for the kids goes back for the kids tries to save the kids and then goes back to to Owen you know and then they could have been off to Santa Barbara you know that that fucking plot line in itself that works without Joel and Ellie right so if I could if I could alter the ending sort of say for a bit maybe right they do the whole thing again and then for some reason because there was a war that was going on with um uh you know with with how the the scars right are going through the uh because as you go to the, before you go to the island you go to the port and then you see like the scars maybe you know when they get back from the island they found out that you know Owen and Mel was actually killed by Isaac or or whoever right so for whatever reason they still die and then when they eventually like get up, and then they they decide they decided to like okay fine let's go fucking go back to let's just do what was the original plan and go to Santa Barbara and then you still have that whole rattlesnake thing rattlers side arc or whatever right and then it, it that in itself is a fucking complete plotline and you did not need to put in Ellie and Joel there because it would have worked and as a plotline in of itself. And then you could have a fucking decide with, with Joel and Ellie. I don't know, man. It's like, that was my whole problem with, with the whole Last of Us 2. Is like, and I think I mentioned it in, in my first, uh, in the first episode of, of the podcast. And like, the, their story was done. When you play The Last of Us 1, yes, there were lingering questions of like, how oh, are they going to find out or whatever. But, but in terms of like, story arcs it was done and i would actually argue that the questions that the story ended with you know is joel is is ellie gonna find out what joel did what are their repercussions for what 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 joel did with with her with his relationship with ellie i i would argue like those questions serve to enhance the story because you have those conversations based on the story that you have you know, it. Some things are 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 best left unsaid. Some things are best left, you know, um, you know, in in the void, because those conversations serve to enhance the story because it gets you talking about the story. And if you want to see the repercussions of the actions, you can do that without revisiting the same characters again. Right. And 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 pushing them into this story you know first of all uh, the 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 aftermath scenes you know like the flashbacks that you have when you're with ellie fine you know those work those are natural things to do but but pushing their story into ellie and into abby's arc is you know just fucking forcing it because you wanted to to tie it in back into the original last of us i don't know maybe they didn't have like enough confidence to do to go with um last of us without Joel and Ellie, right? And maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm like in the minority, and and people actually want, um. You know, people actually want more of Joel and Ellie. But uh, for me, it's like, yes. And then we got this. It it just fucking it just like I told you so. I fucking told you so. Like and then you get so right so fine. Let's go to the ending, right? And then, first of all, I think the game fucking ended three hours or like two hours too late. Like there, as soon as I, as soon as you get to the barn scene, I keep thinking to myself, "This is a fucking cop out. This is like a, a hallucination," you know, because he, because Ellie was fucking beat up so much by by Abby. Wait, I do have to make a commendation though. Like that last fight with with Ellie, um, although it was a bit a little bit easier. Than I like to be, and and at times it did feel cheese, because what happens in the in the last fight, right? Again, spoilers, is that you're Abby fighting Ellie. You are on the perspective of Abby. You are fighting Ellie, and then Ellie in this time, you know, she she would duck out of the way. She would build traps. You could actually see her um, crafting her tools that she would use throughout the games, like the the what was that? The proximity mine. And, and stuff like that and and because that again that I'll give it where it's due right the gameplay of this is mwah, chef's kiss right um it is essentially an improvement on the first last of us in every way 
yeah <laughs> i had to take a like little i had to take like a little bit of a second there to to make sure i was saying the right thing and not overhyping it but yeah it, they generally improved it not by much you know not not completely revolutionized the system but just added little bits of improvement that made it like a little bit better and uh yeah so so you fight ellie and then she does this thing and because she actually has the listen mode it is harder for, to sneak up on her because she has the listen mode and where i find it like a little bit of cheese is that my tactic towards her was you know throw the bottle so that you know it would stun and then just fucking rush and beat her up right and then there were times where i i was sure i was sure i was the back of her there wasn't any signal for her to look at me or see me and then wait a minute why is my why is my audio like fucking looping? Hmm. Fucking, I think I'm I'm at like forty, or whatever. And is it just fucking? Give me a minute here. Oh shit! All right. So I'm at a. I'm actually at a an R. Do. <laughs> Because, like, I think I clicked at, like, the 40-minute mark, so I keep, like, looping back to 40 minutes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, am I stuck in a time loop here? But, uh, yeah, so, 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 it was fucking cheese, right? I thought, like, I thought I would get her, and then she would fucking dodge the bottle, and I'm like, okay, that's enough fucking distraction, beat her up, and then she would just fucking one-hits me with a machete, right? (laughs) And I was like, that's not fair. You could have used the Switchblade, at least, but, uh... But uh, yeah, so um, what was that? So I thought like when they got into the bar scene, I thought that was like a fucking fake out. Um, ju- it's just her hallucinating, and then uh, and then we would go back into the 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 original fight, and then Ellie would be like, "I'm not done with you yet, fucker," and she would just fucking beat up Abby. But no, it was actually true. They actually went on towards like the Santa Barbara storyline. And and probably like the third act, and for me that's when it that, that's when it dragged on for too long. Like at that point, I was already checked out because the crux of the whole thing was like, are they gonna meet again? And then they met again, and then they fucking fucking split again. And yeah, that was that was a problem right there because you know I thought like the climax of the of the the whole thing was them meeting, and then from then on it was just like a straight straight shot to the ending. Um, not to give us like more gameplay, more stealth elements near the end, um, especially as Joel and Ellie, and it, it is actually fucking cute. Um, the way like Ellie at the end was doing like the the fucking die hard with the tank top and then jeans, and I'm like, oh look at you, you think you're like an Abby with like guns, but you're still fucking stick thin or whatever. Um, and then you get like to the ending, and then you just see like Abby just lost all fucking muscle weight. And and starting to look a little bit leaner. Just, you know, again, you got to make, you know, Ab- Ab- because you're controlling Ellie, you got to find a way in kayfabe to make sure that she's she's still with, like, equal footing. And then, oh, yeah, and then she does, like, the Lara Croft, like, you know, how, like, in, in the first Tomb Raider, Lara Croft fucking stabs her side. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hit my head. And it would require me stitching, and I wouldn't stop bleeding, let alone, like, a fucking four-inch stab wound in your fucking side like jesus how the hell do you do that uh how the hell can you survive that and then you get to the ending and then they fucking beat him up and then and then she lets her go and that's ultimately what my last problem with is the last of us because they had to teach us they had to fucking teach us that vengeance is bad, that you shouldn't be able to do vengeance, close the circle of vengeance with Ellie, and you have to... Fuck you, first of all. Again, because of my problem with Abby in the, in the start, wherein, you know, if you wanted to teach us that the vengeance is a cycle, and, and, and if you perform vengeance, you don't get your comeuppance. Uh, you will get your comeuppance. Where is Abby's comeuppance? Oh yeah, you know people. People fucking died, right? Uh, her whole, all her friends fucking died, and then they all, you know, she was essentially left alone with the kid. That's her comeuppance. What about Ellie? Fucking Joel died. Jesse died. Tommy's fucking crippled. 
Although originally I thought he would die because like he was shot in the head back in that cutscene, only to find out it was actually just shot in the side of the face. And then she lost Dina because again they di- they tried to do that um, John Marston thing in RDR two, wherein you know um, Abigail was like, "Don't do it, John. Don't don't whatever." And then you know John was like, "I gotta do this." And but in this one, like Dina just fucking nopes out and to be like, "You're not coming back here," and then you know, you know, so she she lost everything, and she didn't even get the fucking vengeance for this girl who who did not even give like a second to to Joel. Like, how how is she free from that? She, as far as I'm concerned, she's not free from that. She's not free from. From from the fucking comeuppance that that she did when she was an asshole. How come she gets to get? How come she gets to have what she fucking wants? Meanwhile, Ellie has lost everything and then gives up at the last minute. What? Because he wanted to teach me the vengeance is wrong. How about this? How about you get me? How about how about the, if you if your aim was to fucking teach? And and when I was playing this, I said to my fucking friends, "It's like God of War did a better vengeance is wrong." story than this one because at the end of it at the end of it you know at the end of it if if it if if your intentions was to teach the the player that vengeance is wrong how about you make them teach like vengeance is not worthwhile rather than you know i i gotta stop it i gotta let you go because i'm actually good or like whatever yeah that's my ellie impression (laughs) but uh yeah so like in God of War, right? In God of War three, he fucking kills everyone. Fucking kills the the whole pantheon of Greek gods, only to find out that he has caused more destruction to everyone else in the, in return, and as well as killed her fucking quote unquote daughter, in 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 you know the image of Persephone, or like uh, whatever Calliope. I I forgot what the fuck that was. Only to find out that it wasn't worthwhile. And because of that, because because of that, when we see him back again in the in the reboot or like in in the soft reboot, he just wanted to be fucking left alone, right? So so how does Ellie? What what does she learn here, right? She fucking lets go, and and she doesn't have anything to go back to. You just essentially made her shit. You just made her life shit, and then she's supposed to be the hero in three. Where does she go back to? Huh? How do you connect that story from then on? What? You're, you're gonna fucking fall Jackson again? Oh, sorry, not again. But you're gonna do that whole storyline wherein, you know, fucking Jackson for some reason, I don't know, Tommy gets 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 fucking crazy or whatever, and then Ellie has to fucking save it or whatever. So how do you how the fuck do you connect that story again, huh? You can't fucking can't because he, she doesn't get the fucking justice that she deserves or rather the Joel Joel needs and and Abby gets to walk away free to do whatever life she chose she chooses to live that ain't fair and even even like you know I, I made it as a joke earlier with like Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 right wherein John Marston fucking goes on to like fucking have the, the revenge on, on Vanderbilt I forgot with Dutch no, Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Um, she, she, he goes on to have his vengeance on Dutch, and only to find out that that's what, that's what led the Pinkertons to to his trail because he was also hiding out, right? He was trying to, to keep anonymous, and then fucking like goes on to, you know, in, in into the events of Red Dead Redemption One, which ends up in his demise as well. So that in itself teaches us that vengeance is bad as well. Rather than, you know, he Ellie's getting the fucking upper hand and then what? She fucking has a change of heart. And if you even want to do that, like fucking I don't know, like even Witcher 2 did a very a better version of that. Wherein wherein again, I, I'm always like I will always commend that shit up to high heavens, wherein you find out that the big baddie that you're actually chasing was just a hired contractor. You know, it was just a hired gun. Because you and because you yourself are a hired gun, you can kind of you know, the the whole thing, 
there was and then you find out that because there was this war that's coming on and then essentially that the bad the real bad guys won you know the Nilf guardians won and then they decided to go into war there's no reason for you to chase this guy anymore so you just fucking i don't know have a beer talk whatever with him so even then even then they had to fucking you see these that's my problem with that that's my fucking problem with that Why didn't they just fucking le- leave Last of Us One alone, right? Why didn't, like, imagine like if 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 the game started out with with you as like, you know, you as as Abby, right? Fucking as a wolf, and then they had that that whole storyline because the arc of, of, of like the whole, um, Abby Abby's chapter was like her just being, like, you know. Scars are bad. I don't care if it's a kid scar. You know, they're still all scars. I would rather kill a kid scar than, you know, whatever. They He just essentially... She... I'm, I keep calling her he. I'm sorry. Um, is it because she's actually a man? No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, she just elevated from, like, a, a level of a grunt, right? From, from this grunt. And I actually like that. I actually fucking like that. Because, like, in the multiplayer of the first Last of Us, you play, like, the, these raiders versus the fireflies, right? So, it would have been nice, right? It would have been nice to have, like, an insight to one of those groups. To, to be, like, a, a grunt, you know? A little bit, like, a specialized grunt. Like, you know, she was probably, like, the equivalent of, like, the, the Royal Guard in, in that aspect. Or, like, a Spec Ops in that aspect. Um... But still, like that in itself would have been a, a very credible art. Like I would have, I would have accepted that as Last of Us too. Like here it is, like the specialized soldier who who fucking hates you know the scars because of everything that they did. Like you know they're all fucking up and whatever. Only to find out like oh here here's this girl, you know young girl, and he, she gets saved by the scars only and then. You know, it just becomes all about like, okay, fuck groups. You know, it's all about people from here on out, and then just goes on to Santa Barbara and then and, and whatever and whatever they chose to fucking do that ending. I still don't fucking buy that the the whole Rattlers thing was like the real ending. I still don't fucking buy that. Jesus Christ, like that, that in itself was seems like a, a like a. I felt like the whole last act of that fucking game just serves to like make sure that when Ellie and Abby have that fucking last fight, uh, they're on equal footing. I, I honest to God, thinking about it right now, like just right now, I'm I'm thinking about it like Last of Us Two should have been just about Abby. Because if you think about it, she had all of Joel's moves. She had the flamethrower. She had the new gun. She had, she had the shivs. You know, she she had the Joel playstyle. Um, and then Ellie was like a little bit of modified, whatever. Like, oh, I believe that Abby's character arc in Last of Us Two was actually just that. But then somewhere along the way, they decided like, oh, we gotta put Ellie into this. So they they made her like the fucking loose, the most loose connection ever. Right, the most loose connection ever to the first Last of Us. She was the kid of the doctor, that that I don't even rem- remember killing. Because of that, fucking, you killed you you retroactively fucking made story arcs of the of of two of the most beloved characters in like Sony, like one of their most modern Sony titles, right? Because of what? Because he wanted to put Ellie back. But uh, yeah. So that's my problem with that. Right? It, it would have been nice to just like have that. And then, you know, just just have... I, 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 Man, I don't know anymore. I don't fucking know anymore. But uh, yeah. So... so <laughs> And and I was actually like a little bit more pissed off like the moment I finished this game because like I finished the game I was on Discord with my friends and I was like fucking screaming like it, what was the point? At the end of it, what was the point? For Ellie, I mean, she didn't get her vengeance. Her life is fucked. 
you know, the only thing he, she can possibly do is go back to Jackson, wherein she already probably has a reputation of being shit because she left the group for her own personal shit. And not only that, took two, or probably three, if we're counting Tommy, and then crippled Tommy, killed Jesse, which is probably one of the beloved people in that group, in, in that community. And then God knows what happened to Tina. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah. So, went a little bit overboard. So I'm not going to do my usual end shit here. Because I can only do like an hour. Probably like a few minutes after that. Because I have to stick by a Pinecast's like 48 MB limit. So thanks for listening to my mini rant. And uh, I'll promise I have to set a schedule. Probably, probably Sunday. Sunday would be would be a good day to 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 record this and then release it. So like if you're if you're probably on the west, it would it would be around Saturday. But uh, yeah. So this has been Kuya's Logs. Thanks for listening.